Okay, so welcome to It Ain't Rocket Science, It's Nursing, and I'm Karen, and I'm Zoe, the lovely Zoe, and we're just here to tell you a little bit about what goes on in our lives as nurses. I'm a registered nurse working in an operating theatre at the moment. I've got 21 years experience as an RN. Before that, I was an AIN working in an aged care facility, which I loved, um, but changed and went and worked in the hospital. How about you, Zoe? Um, I'm coming up on my fifth year as a registered nurse. I pretty much graduated school with the idea of becoming a doctor. So I did health science for a year, did quite well in some subjects, did terrible in others and absolutely hated every second of it. And I remember coming home to mum crying because I'd failed something for the first time pretty much in my life. And mum said to me, very, very sneakily, oh, just see if you can try nursing, you know. Good doctors normally have nursing as a background, so just give it a quick shot. So I spoke to my academic advisor and she said, yeah, it looks like you can transfer to nursing, so let's do that. And in my first year, I fell in love with it, got an academic excellence award as well. And yeah, since before that, I was... Um, you know, working in bars, I worked in nightclubs, bartending and doing hospitality, working at Macca's. My life's a bit shorter than yours, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm actually 58 in a week or so, so, um, but I'm really starting to feel the toll of working eight and 10 hour shifts. We're very short staffed at the moment. I think the younger generation, you, and your generation have decided or after this pandemic that you're just not going to put up with anything less than people being nice to you. You're not going to put up with anything less than what you're entitled to in your enterprise bargaining and that you actually matter. Whereas um, I've always been one to do as I'm told rather than tell people what I want. And I struggle with some of our young ones at work who um, they work really, really hard, but then they go, no, that's enough, I'm going home. So, Yeah, I agree. I think that especially you coming from a private sector, but even I think nursing just in general asks so much of you. It asks so much of your mental endurance your physical endurance your spiritual endurance your emotional endurance we are so burnt out at the moment because our patients are just so heavy not only are they sick but they're entitled they treat us like i know that your patients are asleep Mm -hmm. so you're probably based on um it's more the um my colleagues my management because i'm I'm a big one for disliking management because we've got non-clinical people making clinical decisions that uh you know it's all about in the private sector it's all about the money and how they can save money yeah so they make everyone who's non-clinical redundant Mm. they um tender out the maintenance service so nothing gets repaired or nothing gets fixed. Let me tell you, we haven't had clocks in our operating theatres since September. Yeah. And that just goes to show when you've got your management telling you that there's a part on its way from China to fix the clocks, they obviously think you're an idiot 
and we had a big meeting and I actually said, well, that's bullshit. And they genuinely said, no, no, it's not. It's true. It's true. I mean, how can you tell me that you can't fix some frigging clocks in an operating theatre in a major hospital since September? And can I tell you, today is December the 16th, so it's been quite some time. Yeah. And even you would find that friggin' horrific. Yeah, um, I think we do put people that are inadequate in positions where they shouldn't be. Definitely. And especially management telling us how to do our jobs when you know they probably haven't been on the floor in years and years and years. Or maybe they haven't even worked in that area before and, you know... Like, we're burnt out, so everyone's calling in sick, obviously. And the patients are sick and the patients and other patients are just entitled and they're just there and treat us like we're dogs um, or that it's like the Hilton. You know what I mean? What, get me a blanket or get me a coffee? <laughs> well, you know, we'll have someone um, met calling dying from a heart attack and someone's been buzzing for 10 minutes. Then when you get in there, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, where have you been? I need a blanket. Literally like that. I'm like, I literally just gave someone CPR and they're dead, but thank you. Obviously, I don't say that, but that's what I'm thinking. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So we're all burnt out. And then we can't get staff. So they're asking us to do double time. Like, and sorry, I mean double, double shifts. shifts. Yeah, yeah. But you don't get paid properly. You're fatigued. Everyone assumes that you're going to do it. And when you say no, they're all like, oh, oh, okay. We'll have to, I'll have to do it then or something like that. All right. When I'm not a CN, I'm like, it's not. You're a. I'm an RN1. Like, RN1, yeah. Move me up there and then it's my job. So, all right then. What do you think is the answer? What can. So, I'll tell you um, what we're doing. They're putting on 10 new novices in January of this year into the operating theatre who have never been there before. And what they're going, so they're recruiting, mm. but they're re, they're just gonna put bums on seats. Yeah. So they're not trained. We have absolutely no training as such. These people are going to be put into theatre. I'm going to have someone put with me. Nine times out of ten, it'll be a man because if it's a female, they tend to cry all the time. That's one thing, ladies and gents. Stop crying because we're all <laughs> a little bit sick of it. Um, I know you get a little bit upset about different things, but um, there is such a thing as a stiff upper lip and just um, get a move on with it. Okay, but, but also you're a Capricorn, firstly. Yeah. And yeah. you are very bad with emotions like that. Okay. <laughs> so, so ladies and gentlemen, it is okay to cry <laughs> because... <laughs> Everyone needs to have some form of emotional release. I've cried. Yeah, but you don't cry at work, body. It's bloody embarrassing. What? It works. Oh, my God. You don't cry in front of me. Look at this reaction. <laughs> Why would I? Would you act like this? Wow. <laughs> I learned that from a young age. Okay. <laughs> Well, you're a cancer. Seems yeah. we're going with the uh, uh, star sign way. Um, <laughs> and you're sensitive. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> so you have to deal with the panic of people not knowing how to do their fucking job. So then you have to do more. 
And then they're dangerous because they're incompetent. Yes. yes. And, and that's really scary when you're in a situation where you've got a belly open and you're saying to someone, I need flow seal, and they go, What's a flow seal? What's flow seal? And you go, it's a hemostatic agent. It's in a red box and I need it now. What's a hemostatic agent? <laughs> See, meanwhile, here I am with my, like, let's say four patients in the afternoon. Yeah. And the morning stuff, like all the blood's back. So now I've got to do two units of plaque red blood cells on one person, IVIG on another person. I've got a needy, lovely patient in one room. <laughs> needy. <laughs> and then a peritonitis patient in the other. And then I've got a student whilst I'm trying to do the blood. And she goes, so why does he need blood? Just like me just trying to get my work done. And they go. So, and then you've got so, to explain like, it all. <laughs> so then you've got to stop and go. Uh, because his hemoglobin's 68. What's a hemoglobin? Like, fuck! And it's not their fault because they need to learn, but because we're so busy and acute and burnt out, there's no staff. And there's no time, and it's fr- I find it frustrating. I enjoy having people with me, and I enjoy teaching. I really do. So do I. However, people need to read the room. Yeah, yeah. They so, ne- like... And I said to a student the other morning, and I was probably a bit abrupt, and I did apologize to her. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, I, I understand. And I said to her, I was like, you need to be efficient. I'm like, as a nurse, you need to be efficient and effective with your time management. This is taking too long. It took you 10 minutes to do a BGL. I'm like, that's too long. It takes me one minute. I'm like, then I've got to drop the insulin. Then I've got to go get a check because you can't just give insulin because it can kill people. I'm like, so that could take five minutes. To find someone to give you a check. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, and then, oh, shit, I didn't check that next door actually has IVABs, methadone, and something else. So then I need to get all that checked and make it up myself. Whilst my lovely, needy Student. patient. Is, no, <laughs> whilst my lovely, needy patient's like. they think that you are there just to look after yeah. them. They don't understand that you've got other patients that you're looking after. Arthur. And, you know, and a few of the girls, like, and you can see us cracking at the seams because we're exhausted. I haven't had a holiday since I went to Bali. So when was that? Like March? Probably. Yeah. Probably something like that. And I've just come home from work. I started at... I finished last night at 8.30 and I started again this morning at 6 and it's 5 o'clock now, 5.30 and I've just woken up because I got home, sat on the couch and just fell asleep without even realising it because we've done um, six cases today, two different surgeons. So one list in the morning we had four cases and they were all paediatric and you've got to sort of concentrate a lot when you've got the paediatrics because when they're uh, neonates under one year old and even we did like a three-year-old and whatever um we were doing laparoscopic cases so you've got to be careful there's tiny 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 little tummies having Mm. laparoscopic ports put in so that the instruments can go in you've really got to concentrate on what you're doing and watch your surgeons and watch your assistants because the assistants can be more of a hassle at times, even though they're usually GPs or registrars. Um, we're getting a lot of registrars coming over from the public to help us with operations, which is good in some ways and bad, bad in, others in others because we're so used to just working with 
consultants. Who are, it's, again, efficient and with their time management. Well, they come to the private hospital to make their money. Yeah. Um, and when you get a registrar, they're there to learn, uh, assist and learn, but we're only used to having assistants who are usually either a doctor that just does assisting, a nurse who's done a first assistance um, course, or a GP that mm. has come and they get paid an assistance fee. But, um, yeah, anyway, I can't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, and how tired you are from doing six cases because oh, yeah, yeah. you've got to concentrate. Yeah, so we did that and then um, that was all finished. We went and had lunch because you get 30 minutes for lunch and nine times out of ten, man- the, mani- <laughs> the managers come in and go, now there's another case and we need to do this and we need to do that. So they're interrupting your lunch. Yeah. Um, and then we had to do a lap collie, but we had to do it before the next list started. So we had a consultant come in and the person I was working with was a bit inexperienced. And I said to him, you do the setup for the lap collie and I'll scrub for it. And that's when you realise that this person had one job. You just had one job. I said to you, just do the lap collie. Can you just go and do the setup for it? So he had to do the drapes and the disposable equipment, and then get the instrumentation. And we have it all written down on a card, which we print off. Which you made years ago. Years ago. Well, yeah, they all get updated all the time. A preference card for each surgeon. So uh, Dr X is doing a lap collie, and he only uses the Ethicon clips to clip the bile duct. And, of course, the person I was with, oh, I forgot to put the clips in, forgot to put the light handles in. Forgot to put the local in. Forgot to put. In. So what did you do? Well, the thing is, so I'm scrubbed up, and I'm looking, and I'm going, I don't have a clipper plier. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I go, one moment, please. <laughs> you know, try and turn it into a bit of a joke, and send the person who's with me scouting off to run all the way up the corridor because it's a bloody big department yeah, that takes your, your them. Your hospital's huge. It's huge, and it takes them like a good two to three minutes to go to back to the storeroom. Yeah. And then they've got to turn around and come back. And in the main theatre comp- complex, you do not run. No. You never, ever run in a theatre complex because if you run, we will follow you because we think there's an emergency. So you can walk fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can trot along a little bit but never, ever, ever run. Yeah, so, we do that at work too. We go, no running. No running. No, no running. If you run, we will follow, follow you. you. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Um, it ended up we did the lap collie and I had to sort of put the consultant off a bit and he's a little bit prickly at the best of times. So. <laughs> Aren't they all? Yeah, but the thing is you don't take it personal and you just, nah. and you just got to do the best you can. Like, uh, yeah, cause it was, it was, I agree. Yeah. But like, like our last podcast where we said, you know, angels and nurses, I think people truly, truly forget that we're people. You know, outside of nursing, I have you, I've got family, I've got a partner. I've got mates. I train nearly every day. You got a dog? Got a dog. That's my baby. Like, they forget that we have a story too. And there's a life outside of nursing. Yeah, and there's a life outside of nursing. And, you know, the amount of things that I've been called under the sun is ridiculous. Do you remember that really sick patient that I had from ICU? Mm. And he was that Arab man from Sydney? Yep. And, you know, he was calling me a filthy whore, get out of my room. Like, I can smell your dirty cunt from here. Like, and all this stuff. But then I still had to access his permacath when he had a Met call. 
It was really hard. It was really hard not to pull that fucking permacath out. But human nature being what it is. is. But me being professional and having to hold this standard of being treated like a dog but then still giving A-plus care because, well, it is the way that it is and you signed up for this. Oh, I'm sick of hearing that. You signed up for this. Well, well no, getting, I didn't. I pay my tax dollars. Oh, my God. We pay our own nurses. I Okay, this, this drives me insane. So I should be paid $3,500 a fortnight. Guess how much I take home? Uh, I don't know. 2200 Oh, that's more than me. I know. I'm a CN. I don't even get $1,000 a week. Yeah. Wow. That's why I'm trying to get you over to the public, dude. Wow. That's really bad. Um, so the pay differences between public and private is massive. Is massive. Firstly. The public system get paid more. They are a government non-profit enterprise whereas yeah. the public system is a for-profit business i think you messed that up you said public system again private the private is the private yeah. is oh sorry but I'm, I'm tired you're tired but what i mean is when people say oh i pay my tax dollars i pay my other nursing stuff with my tax because i'm being taxed nearly most people's fortnightly wage and we don't get paid enough i am sorry I'm sorry, we do not get paid enough. If I can make an error on my double going from a late to a night shift at 6am that accidentally puts someone in an adverse reaction and then I lose my registration and could possibly go to jail and I'm getting paid $42 an hour, sorry? That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got the union, which is supposed to um, back us up, and they did on our behalf. Yeah. But with you guys, you're kind of at a loss. Yeah, yeah, I know. We've got a company that just wouldn't um, bargain for the enterprise bargaining agreement. And when they finally got it through, I think everyone was just so exhausted. They just said, yes, just do it. Cause, Whatever, yeah. Yeah, just we need a pay rise. And then the pay rise was like 2.75, and then 2% up until... 2025 and we're still going to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars behind the public system yeah. per fortnight it's yeah. just it's embarrassing it's embarrassing yeah and that's another reason why we can't attract staff yeah of um, course who would want to work there when you work like a dog i know and guess what? Like guess what guess what guess this weekend this weekend they've got seven theaters running and it's all volunteer so do you want to come in and do a, something on the weekend no um, so we've got one doctor that wants to do two total hip replacements. They're using agency staff and paying them $120 an hour to do two total hip replacements. Now, both these agency staff are not orthopedics, are not orthopedic trained, but they're going to do that. So I turned around and said to the boss, pay me $120 an hour. Yeah. I'm experienced and the two total hip replacements will get done in half the time. Yeah. It'll be efficient. Safe. It'll be safer. But they just looked at me like, like I had a, I was an alien. Yeah. Yeah, like why would we pay you more? So guess what? I'm not going in on Saturday. I'm not going to be doing two total hips. So the... They surgeon. can handle the disaster themselves. Yeah, they can handle the disaster themselves. Yeah. So it's the patient care that goes out the window because 
nothing's efficient. But they're going to be there a couple of hours yeah. and they're going to be getting paid 500 bucks for the day. And I feel bad for the patients that get tangled up in that. However, like, it comes back to the where people too. If people treated nurses better, if management treated nurses better, if there wasn't any horizontal violence, if... Doctors stopped acting like you're my fucking boss because you're not. You work with me. I don't work under you. We're two very different professions. Pull your heads out of your ass, firstly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if we had better work conditions, if we were paid adequately, then none of this would happen. No. I and know. profits would still be made. Patient safety would be upheld. Patient... Like mortality, mortality and morbidity rates would be upheld. It is well documented in research. You can find it everywhere and anywhere. And yet they still turn a blind eye. And they use such old management systems. They they just, uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. They're micromanaging everyone. And I'm actually exhausted. Yeah. And you know what I think is it's always that old photo and you'd probably know it if you saw it. And it's like the big block and people are pulling it forward, and the person's sitting on top yelling at them, and it says management. And then it's the same photo underneath, but the person that was on top is now pulling with the rest of the crew, and it says leadership. We've had not one leader in our hospital or department since, am I allowed to say her name? Yeah, you can. We had a manager called Margie Law. Margie Law's retired now and she's actually in her 70s. And I have never in my whole career ever met a manager, a woman, a person who I admire more. This woman gave me a job in the operating theatre and said, no worries, we'll train you up. And so you were only three. And sometimes we had no daycare because it was school holidays and she used to say, Bring your kid in, pop him in the tea room, and we'd we'd do you remember we'd yeah, we'd dress you up in um, scrubs. scrubs. <laughs> we'd put you in the tea room with some coloring books and a few bits and pieces, and you could look out the window yeah. while we were doing cases because I couldn't afford the daycare. And then on the other thing she used to do, she used to say, "Look, you've worked a couple of hours overtime. Don't worry about coming in tomorrow." I'm going to give you the day off. You're only doing a six-hour shift, but I'm going to pay you for the day because I want to say thank you. So when she actually retired, they couldn't understand why she never had any overtime. She didn't have any overtime because we would work overtime and not write it down because it yeah. didn't blow out her um, wages then because we knew we would be paid back in other ways. She would let us take a little bit of time off here and there. She'd let us go an hour early because she knew that tomorrow night I'm probably going to be there an hour and a half late. Yeah. But she knows instead of me writing down that I've finished an hour late, I'm just going to write my normal time. Yeah. But this true leadership that she had and it was care, concern and knowledge and she really genuinely knew that I had a husband at home who was disabled. I had a young daughter and I didn't have anyone to look after her. And again, I have never in, well, she retired in 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So in all that time since then... It's gone to shit. It's gone downhill because we've had people who are nice. Yeah. But oh, no... Oh, who are nice are snakes. But the thing is... There's been no true leadership where you see someone, you admire them, and you would literally do anything for them. For them, yeah. I've not had another leader like that ever. So anyway, there you go. So um, we're up to about 24 minutes. I know, that's good. I know. All right. I feel like this was kind of just a chatty episode of us complaining about being nurses. All right. So what's our title going to be? Whinges? Yeah, we're just whinging, to be honest. Well, it's a Friday afternoon. We're allowed to whinge. Um, and I'm I just, going to night shift. You're going to night shift tonight, you poor bugger. <laughs> um, and I'm not working tomorrow. Yeah, that's <laughs> even, right. Even better. All right, um, thanks very much, everyone. Uh, take care. Have a great Christmas. And I'll see if I can turn the computer off. <laughs>